now. <laughs> let it in, let it go round and round. We know we've the well above women. Let it in, let it go round and round. We know we've the well above lies. Let it in. singing let it in, let it my mentor Jean Houston would not teach us until we had sung and danced for half an hour my mentor Elizabeth Kubler-Ross would not teach us until we had been singing for an hour and both of them told me I'm not allowed to teach anybody who hasn't been singing let it in let it go leaving the web online let it in Marie Summerwood. That's a song from her album, She Walks with Snakes, when um, they were doing that wonderful uh, uh, diversity ritual last night. And they had gone and talked to people. Somebody said, well, I'm a Catholic. I can't get into the goddess. I'm like, you're Catholic. You got the major goddess of the world. <laughs> she walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. She walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. She walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. A Mary, 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 Mary stands on the moon. Bless me with your crown of light. Crown of stars to bless the night. Mother Mary, give me sight that I may see you're a goddess. She walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. She walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. She walks with snakes. She stands on the moon. A Mary, 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 stands on the moon. Love the goddess. Hail Mary. <laughs> and you could recover from that and still love the goddess. <laughs> but you know, oh, all that incense and stained glass. Oh. Oh, yeah. uh, Jean Houston also used to tell us, she said, you know, the Christians are involved in the ecstasy of agony. 
That's true. But the Buddhists are involved in the agony of ecstasy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so let's establish what the goal here is. The goal is to get old. That's the goal. A young man in California said to me, what's your goal in life? I said, to get as old as possible. He said, not me. I said, oh, you're dying young. (laughs) That's the choice. You die young or you get old. Old. Old, right. We just need new adjectives. We need stunningly old, excitingly old, vibrantly old, deliciously old, right? A whole host of new adjectives for what we're doing, which is aging like people have never aged before. We are rewriting the book on what it is to get old. Remember when you were a little girl and there were all those old people who were 40? And they were, and they were, and one of the reasons they were, and most of you here are old enough to remember that you have to dress your age, right? You have to dress, though they really did look old because they were dressing their age. Now you go to Florida and you see this cute rump in a miniskirt, and she turns around, she's 85, you know? (laughs) All right? With a 40-year-old next to her. With a 40-year-old next to her. Exactly. <laughs> so we are now dressing our inner age, <laughs> whatever that may be. So I want to know what you want to know. But first, I want to tell you the most important thing. And that is to age gracefully, well, in a healthy body. What you need to do is very simple. Drink a quart of nourishing herbal infusion a day. Who's doing that already? All right, she's got her infusion right there with her. Okay, so you can go to my YouTube channel. You can read any of my books. You can even take an online course, Drink Your Way to Health with Nourishing Herbal Infusions. It's very simple. You weigh out one ounce of nourishing herb. We do not use aromatic herbs. If it has a strong smell, we're not going to use it. So we're going to use things like my favorites, nettle, oat straw, comfrey leaf, red clover, linden, but certainly also hawthorn, all right, cleavers, mullen, chickweed, rose hips, right, any nutritive herb that doesn't have a smell we can use for infusion. My five favorites are my five favorites because they're loaded with vitamins, loaded with minerals, loaded with protein, and linden because it's the world's best anti-inflammatory. And getting old is going to hurt if you're inflamed. (laughs) Getting old is going to hurt a lot if you're inflamed. Every move is going to make you go, drink your nourishing herbal infusions. You weigh out one ounce of nutritive herb, put it into a quart jar. Hold up that quart jar for us again. There you go. Quart jar, quart jar. Yay, that's linden, and this looks like nettle. Nettle. Uh, Not an ounce of nettle. No, I have to dilute it a little. Okay. An ounce of nettle is going to look like coffee. It's going to be that black. Dark, dark, dark. Yeah. These are infusions. A cup of nettle tea has 5 milligrams of calcium. A cup of nettle infusion is 250 milligrams of calcium. There's no comparison. Weigh, get a scale, weigh out one ounce of herb. Put it in a quart jar, fill it to the top with boiling water, put a lid on it. Wait a minimum of four hours. I usually do it at night. Right, I put the tea kettle up to boil, I go in the bathroom, I brush my teeth, it takes two minutes for the water to boil, that's how long I'm supposed to brush my teeth, boring, boring, boring. Okay, the tea kettle is going, 
come to the kitchen, good, put the toothbrush away, all right, the ounce of herb gets weighed out, put in the jar, the boiling water right to the top, stir it a little bit, some of those herbs will float up to the top, you'll think the jar is full, and then in the morning it's only half full, so stir it into the water, more boiling water, put a tight lid on it, Turn off the light, turn off the stove, go to sleep in the morning. It's ready to go. All right, now, ideally, you have time to strain it before you leave in the morning. And you're going to strain it into another jar, squeezing the herb to get all the liquid out of the herb. And the red clover holds a lot of liquid, as does the comfrey. And then you're going to refrigerate the liquid, and you're going to take the spent plant material and do something with it to get it back to the earth. My Maori elder said to me, do not expect any plant to help you if you throw it in the trash. All right, put it in your potted plants, throw it on the lawn, put it in your compost pile, put it on your garden. If I'm in a big city, up in a tall tower, I put it in a baggie, I put the baggie in my pocket. When I go down to the ground level, there are plantings in every city, and I just empty my bag. Do not put the plastic bag there. I empty the bag out and stuff the plastic bag back in my pocket. You can always bring the herb back to the ground, and this brings you back to the ground from which we've come. Stinging nettle. Last year, I did a two-hour class on stinging nettle. I spent the first hour talking. Ooh! Let's lay it down. It's nice and windy today. Thank you so much for that help. Are you injured? No. Okay, good. Maybe it's going to wake something up. So stinging nettle. Um, I spent the first hour talking about new research with stinging nettle. And, of, of course telling us the obvious things about stinging nettle. Stinging nettle rebuilds the adrenals. Ah, I don't suppose there's anybody here with adrenal stress. <laughs> I don't suppose there's anybody here who can use a little more energy. All right. What I see with most people is they wake up, and in order to get going, they have to have a cup of coffee. And that cup of coffee wears off. And then to get back up to functioning level, we need coffee and some refined carbohydrate, please. All right, glazed donut will do, yes. All right, and now we are up, and it's lunchtime. We're worried about our weight, so we're not going to eat lunch. We're going to have a salad with no dressing. <laughs> Nothing on this planet eats raw food. There's not a single bit of nutrition in raw food. It's a wash when you eat raw food. And then you go way down, and you need a couple of cups of coffee to get through the afternoon. And by then, you're so wired, you have to have a glass of wine. <laughs> or two or three to calm down. And that is going to not only increase your risk of breast cancer, it is going to disturb the deeper levels of sleep. So when you wake up in the morning, you're tired and need a cup of coffee to get your roller coaster back on track. Drink stinging metal. You wake up full of energy. You work as long and as hard as you need to. You lay down and you go to sleep. Those of you who are drinking nourishing herbal infusion, am I lying? No. It's Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The energy you have. Yeah. And the absolute consistency. Now, we could say that's a consistent blood sugar, and we're right. Nettle is now being used in South America as a primary cure for type 2 diabetes. You don't want type 2 diabetes, throw away your supplements. Taking um, ascorbic acid doubles your risk of type 2 diabetes. All right, throw away those supplements. They do not do you any good at all. Start drinking your nourishing herbal infusions and be thrilled with the energy you have. I especially recommend this to people who have professions which may call upon them to be roused from sleep. Get up and go out and help people. 
And if you're in such a profession, midwife, emergency, yeah, then you, if you're drinking your nourishing herbal infusions, you have that energy as soon as you wake up. Are you drinking infusions now? Not like that, no. But you're going to, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're going to start drinking those infusions. And the great thing about this is you don't have to change anything else in your life because the infusions will change it. That's right. That's right. Right? Forget about worrying about any other thing that you're putting in your mouth, because especially the nettle. If you're drinking that... Yeah. Everything yeah. else, it all comes together. Comes together because what like you're doing is remineralizing and your taste buds will come back. Yeah. And then you won't be able to eat rancid you'll oil. Want, you want the you, that you thought you ought to be having. You want, them. you want them. You want them. Right. You look at the food and you go, I want this, I want this. It's not a matter of willpower. It's a matter of having enough minerals in your body to be able to smell and taste. And most of us are very mineral deprived. Yeah. I, I hear people say sting on nettle and people say nettle. Is it the same? It's the same thing, yes. Urtica dioica. Yeah. There are several varieties of stinging nettle. If you're in Europe, Urtica urens, which is the little annual nettle, which stings much more fiercely yeah. than our American nettle. And if you're in New Zealand, it's Urtica ferox, which has been accused of killing pigs and small dogs. Wow. The ferocious nettle. Right. Whoa, yeah. So it's a plant with a huge amount of vitamins, minerals, and very, very rich in protein. And I basically believe that human beings, especially as we age, need as much protein as we are willing to take in. That protein is good for our skin. It's good for our hair. It's good for our bones. It's good for our everything. The difficulty with protein, most protein sources, is they come packaged with fat. And... Nourishing herbal infusions don't. Stinging nettle can be up to 15% protein. Wow. It's a huge protein hit without any fat and very low calories. There's five to six calories per cup. So you've got about 25 calories in a quart of nettle infusion, in a quart of any of these infusions. They're basically a free ride for nutrition, protein, and so you also find incredible stabilization of your weight. Apprentices come who are underweight, they gain weight. Apprentices come who are too massive, the weight just moves off of them because the nourishing herbal infusion feeds the tissues at a very deep level. Yes? If you are dealing with someone who has like a chronic case of inflammation already in the body, mm-hmm. would you suggest more than a quart a day or start with a quart? And- well, you know, we don't really need to drink more than a quart of fluid a day. More than that is just taking your bones out. A fluid? A quart. A fluid a day. So this whole water thing is... Was devised by a, um ad man at Coca-Cola to sell you bottled water. The scenic. It's a lie. The study, there was a study done by the U.S. Army, and the U.S. Army determined that for health maintenance, an individual needs two quarts of fluid a day, and that one quart of that comes from the food you eat, and so your replacement is one quart of fluid. If you will stop drinking so much water, you will feel better. In fact, I never touch the stuff. Why would I drink water? There's nothing in it. 
absolutely nothing, right? Now, we understand, you know, that you feel safer, but go to a bottling plant and you will not feel safe for very long at all because think about it, they can't have all these bottles there in storage. What they have is a plastic pellet with the screw top and that plastic pellet goes into a big machine, a blast of hot air melts it and the water flows into the molten plastic. No way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's the back of it. I drank bottled water for probably anything from the tap is better than this. I don't do that anymore since you since nourishing herbal infusions. Hooray for our infusions. Uh well, it's safely stored in your fat tissue. Don't worry about it. It won't ever get out. That's what our body does with things it can't get rid of. It says, You go to prison, that's the fat. Go to prison. I experienced everything you've talked about with the nettles, but one thing that was a drawback was hot flashes, and that seemed to intensify my hot flashes. So I, cut I, I understand, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing about hot flashes. Hot flashes come in cycles, and they disappear overnight. They arise overnight, they disappear overnight. And so women will say, well, I got rid of my hot flashes by hanging upside down and eating a live scorpion. (laughs) No, you just happened to hang upside down and eat a live scorpion and the next day you didn't have hot flashes. But it's no more connected than my belief that what causes the sun to rise is birds singing. (laughs) Is that true? I don't know. My experience. Well, do birds singing cause the sun to rise? No, of course not. No. But that happens right before sunrise every single day. Yeah. You get up, you'll see the birds singing, and the sun comes up. Must be cause and effect. No. The human brain is really crappy at cause and effect. So I hear you, but it simply is not true. But I want to make a bigger point here. When we are little girls, we are in kundalini. Is this a term that you're familiar with? Kundalini is like the energy of the universe. Chi, prana. Hildegard of Wingen called it viriditas, the greening force. So kund, K-U-N-D, is an interesting word, kundalini, and that K can be also written and still have the same sound as a C. C. So it could be C-U-N-D. How do you spell Dong Kwai? T or D? D. Ah, that T-D makes a switch too. So it could be C-U-N-D. So only those who have a kund can have kundalini. If you do not have a kund, then your kundalini resides at the base of your spine because you're kundless. (laughs) Everybody here has a kund. And so you have this kundalini. As a little girl, you are simply in kundalini like a fish is in water. You say to a fish, tell me about water, and the fish says there's no such thing as water. Right? You are simply imbibing it in it, swimming in it. At puberty, something different happens. This gate here opens, and now kundalini comes in this way. So not just swimming in it, but now the kundalini comes directly into the body, and it wakes up the ovaries, and in little boys... (laughs) 
It wakes up things, too, when kundalini comes in through the root chakra. In little girls, menstruation begins. And that carries on until we get to menopause. And at menopause, something different happens. So throughout our fertile years, it has been kundalini, 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 kundalini. <gasps> menstruation. Or kundalini, kundalini, I'm pregnant, kundalini, 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 and all right, so we're going to give birth, we're going to shed that menstrual flow, all right, and we're going to come back. So there's this cycle, kundalini in, kundalini out, kundalini in, kundalini out, until we get to menopause, and then the gate that lets it out shuts. So kundalini still comes in, but it doesn't go out. If you've ever had a hot flash, would you use your hands to show us how that hot flash traveled through your body? Do you know how many men are sitting in meditation at this very moment praying for to have a hot flash? <laughs> they call it enlightenment. They call it the raising of the kundalini. So if nettle makes you have more hot flashes, drink more nettle! Because this is your wisdom. The hot flashes are making you wise. We don't want to get rid of them. That's a male way of thinking. It's an incredibly male way of thinking that somehow I'm supposed to be the same. No! Menopause is not the change. Hey, I could go change my clothes. That would be really easy for us to change our clothes, wouldn't it? Take something off, put something on. Menopause is not a change. I could transform myself. I could cut my hair, dye it red, get blue contacts, right? Get a breast job. I could do all kinds of things to transform myself. That's not menopause either. Menopause is metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is caterpillar into butterfly. Ah, And the hot flashes is what takes you from caterpillar to butterfly. Without the hot flashes, you're just a caterpillar. (laughs) Right now, I'm not saying it's easy because the caterpillar goes into a cocoon. And what happens in the cocoon? Does it grow wings? What happens? It melts. The entire caterpillar melts into a pool of green slime. It is not exactly comfortable being a pool of green slime, but one must have faith that your wings will eventually grow from it. I keep on my bathroom wall the butterflies that I want to grow up to be. All right, there's a wonderful woman who at 87 has just won the Women's Powerlifting Championship. Whoa! There's a woman who at 91 has just done something she longed to do for a long time, and that is jump out of an airplane with a parachute. Wow. Right? These are women I want to grow up to be, so get your butterflies on the wall. No, there is life past green slime. I understand the hot flashes are threatening because they're melting you down. I completely understand that and I encourage you to let it happen. So stinging nettle, the herb of energy, the herb that helps us prevent diabetes and the herb that gives us glowing skin, rich hair, strong bones and fingernails. I had a a woman write to me and she said, you know, at uh, the age of 59, my doctor, doctor said, you have severe osteoporosis and you have to take this drug. And she said, I don't think so. And the doctor said, well, it'll cut your your risk of a a hip fracture by 50%. Sounds kind of interesting, doesn't it? Suppose I told you there was a drug that would cut your risk of hip fracture by 1%. Would you be interested? 1%? Probably not. 
but your risk of hip fracture in any one year is 2%, so a 50% decrease is 1%. Oh, jeez. Uh, you got to know how to listen to statistics, right? Because they're fooling you, and the breaks that are happening in women are taking Fosamax are ugly, ugly breaks. So she refused Fosamax. He says, all right, then take a calcium supplement. She said, I'm not taking any calcium supplement. The first study on calcium supplementation in bones was done in Australia over 30 years ago, and it found that women who take calcium supplements are twice as likely to break a bone as those who don't. This experiment has been repeated in almost every country with exact Exactly the same results. And about um, eight years ago, we looked at the nurses' home health study. This is a, a study of nurses. We don't do anything to the nurses. We just collect data on them. And we dip into that data and see what's going on. And we found that nurses who were getting 1,500 milligrams of calcium a day were exactly twice as likely to break a bone as nurses who were getting 800 milligrams of calcium a day. Huge. Huge. Right? So stopping with the calcium supplements is going to be more effective in maintaining your bone mass than taking Fosamax. Now that's a pretty big statement. So she said to the doctor, I'm not taking drugs, I'm not taking supplements, and don't even talk to me about exercise because I'm not doing that either. <laughs> I would disagree with her on that one. Okay. <laughs> but she continued in her letter, over the next three years I lost three inches in height. Very careless of her. Where did she lose it? Right. What's happening? Her spine is compressing. The vertebrae are compressing. And that eventually winds you up. This is the Japanese character for old person. Now that they have dairy and they all stand straight, they're going to have to change their character, they sit. Oh, yeah, every Japanese household I was in proudly served me dairy and told me how much healthier and stronger their children are and how much better their lives are now that they have dairy in their diet. So she was heading toward that, and you can't get up from there. Once that happens, that's it. She said she didn't really mind. She just hemmed up her skirts and she hemmed up her pants. But what she did mind was she was tired. She said, I just felt so tired. I could hardly pull myself through my day. So her daughter had just graduated from a live-out apprenticeship with me, and she called her daughter up and she said, that, that woman that you studied with, does she have anything that will give you energy? And her daughter said, nettle. nettle. And being a good daughter, she bought her a pound of nettle, measured it out into 16 one-ounce baggies, got her two-quart canning jars and a little strainer, and said, Mom, you open the bag, you put it in the jar, you boil water, you pour it over the herb, stir it, get some more water in there, put a lid on it, go to sleep. The next day, you put the strainer in the other jar, strain it into there, refrigerate it, and drink it. Well, 10 days later, she called her daughter and she said, all right, I have the energy of a 14-year-old. Does that woman have any other herbs I can drink like this? <laughs> and she felt like a 14-year-old and she wanted to know if there were any other herbs that she could drink because she was feeling spectacular. Right? And so her daughter told her about oat straw and red clover and comfrey and linden. And she writes to me that her routine became Sunday night, make a quart of nettle infusion, make a quart of oat straw infusion, Monday morning, strain the nettle, put it in the refrigerator, strain the oat straw, put it in the refrigerator. Note, we do not mix herbs. These are always one herb at a time, not mixed. Unless you like to go to bed with three or four people at once. <laughs> but intimacy requires one-on-one. -on -one. 
and we want to be intimate with our herbs. You want to make a tea, which is just a throwaway thing, fine, throw a bunch of herbs in it. Put every herb you can possibly find in your salad, but your infusion is one herb. So she drank her nettle and her oat straw Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Wednesday night she made a quart of nettle and a quart of red clover. Thursday morning she strained the nettle, put it in the refrigerator, strained the red clover, put it in the refrigerator. And Thursday, Friday, Saturday she drank those infusions. Sunday she said she was her day of rest. And she continued to do that for two years. She then wrote to me because she has said that her doctor had called her and said, I can't quite figure out what's going on and where the mistake has been made. Uh, well, we need you to come in for another bone scan because your bone scan is showing that your bone mass is better now than it was when you were 40. <coughs> and that's impossible. Right? That's impossible. We know that's impossible. So they did another bone scan, exactly the same result, because it is not impossible when you mineralize the body. Now, we could have gotten much better results. She could have gotten better results if she'd been focusing on her bones. What was she focusing on? She didn't even know it could affect her bones. She had no, as a matter of fact, she was writing to me to say, and my doctor asked me what I was doing, and I said nothing, and then I realized I'm drinking these herbs, so I'm writing to you to find out if they could possibly have any effect on my bones. <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why I love this story. So if she had been drinking a quart a day, if she had gotten all soy out of her diet, and if she committed to at least half a cup of yogurt a day, we could have restored that bone mass in six months. Yeah. Half a cup of yogurt a day, full fat. I prefer Dannon. It's the only, it's the only, full fat, full fat, all full fat dairy. Right. A recent study found there is no connection between cheese consumption and bone mass. In other words, you can eat as much cheese as you want and it has no effect on your bone mass. There is no connection between yogurt consumption and bone mass. And we mean in terms of detriment to the bones, right? Certainly these improve the bones, but they're not detrimental. Any amount of yogurt, there's no detriment to the bone mass. More than three eight-ounce glasses of fluid milk a day will bring down bone mass. So go for your yogurt. Go for your cheese. They're fermented foods. Both yogurt and cheese are fermented. You'll see culture enlisted as an ingredient in your cheese, right? So, wow, right? What else was she getting? Well, she was drinking oat straw. My favorite statement about oat straw was from a postmenopausal woman in Southern California. And she said, you know, Susan, I got to menopause and my libido went on vacation. <laughs> Happened to anybody else? Mm-hmm. She said, and then down there, it started to get so dry. It was like a desert. It was like camels and sandals. <laughs> she said, so I got your book. New menopausal years, the wise woman way. If you have menopausal years, look, this is the postmenopausal version. It's one third bigger. Right? <laughs> so you do need new if you have old. All right? She said, and I was reading about oat straw, and I thought, that's the herb for me. She said, I started making oat straw infusion. Wow. She said, my libido came home with company. <laughs> and down there became an oasis with date palms and dancing girls. <laughs> Uh, when I'm teaching mixed groups, I tell the men, listen, pizza helps prevent prostate cancer. And while they're thrilled about that, I say to the women, and the clitoris is the only non-senescent tissue in the human body. Senescence is aging. The clitoris never ages. From the time it matures at puberty <coughs> until you die, you have exactly the same clitoris. It's as good at 95 as it was at 15. One of my students said, my 92-year-old mother wants a vibrator. What should I do? I said, get her a plug-in one. 
I never, oh, well, the batteries always die at the wrong moment. Get the plug-in ones. <laughs> you bet, you know, for good health in the vagina, in the reproductive organs, and in the clitoris, seven orgasms a week. You can have one a day. You can save up and have seven on Sunday. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Not as exciting as orgasms, but could you address a little bit more about the type 2 diabetes and nettles? I don't know what else to say, except that it's being used to reverse type 2 diabetes, and I'm pretty sure it will prevent it as well. And if you were doing one different infusion every day, but you want to focus on nettles? You could do nettle oat straw, nettle red clover, nettle linden, net, right? Yeah. yeah. How long does it last? You don't have to drink it three in a row? These infusions are like blood. So how long would a quart of blood last? Refrigerated. A day, two days. You make the infusion and you drink it. So I make infusion every night. Unless, because there's apprentices around, so we have to make a quantity. If it's just me and my sweetheart, I make a gallon of infusion. Right, and then we both have a court for one day and a court for the next day, and then I get a day off. Right, my daughter, who runs a bed and breakfast in Costa Rica, two bed and breakfasts in our hometown, has a nine-year-old daughter, runs my entire virtual operation, including overseeing the work of all of our virtual assistants, sets up seven or eight half-gallon jars, weighs, and her herb out, puts it in there, boils a huge pot of water, fills them all up to the top, right, stirs, makes sure they're right to the top, even to the point of water spilling over, lids them, lets them cool, and then refrigerates them. And she knows the linden will last the longest, the oat straw will last the least long, so she drinks the oat straw first, and so on down through them. And she has basically a week's worth because they've been refrigerated and they're airtight. All right, just like with the blood, once it's exposed to air, the spoilage increases. Do you just drink one of them, like either nettle or the oat straw? I don't get so hysterical about it. <laughs> Suppose I had a little nettle left over from Monday. I would finish that before I drank the new one. <laughs> but I'm not going to mix them together. The point is not, I mean, when do you start counting 24 hours? It's like, remember when the millennium came? It was in the year 2000. Everybody was worried that the world would end. I thought, well, it's going to end in Australia first. I got 14 hours warning. <laughs> Right? Right. Right? I'm not worried. I'll know if something's going to happen 14 hours ahead. Right? So what day are we talking about here that you're so concerned about? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The point is we are not mixing them together. So you could drink one of one in the morning and some of the other in the afternoon and it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt in any way at all. You There's can spend the entire night with Joe, good. Say good, have a lovely breakfast, say goodbye, and entertain Sally all afternoon. <laughs> no problem so long as Joe's gone before Sally comes. Everybody from premature infants to 120 year old women. Does that have an old man's libido? <laughs> well, let me tell you, one of my apprentices thought that she was not getting enough action in bed. So she tried to convince her sweetheart to drink oats, and he was having nothing of it. So one morning he comes down to breakfast and he says, My coffee tastes funny this morning. 
She said, well, you know, dear, I have so much work on the farm that I wasn't able to, like, grind your beans and make your usual coffee. It's instant coffee. <laughs> what do you suppose? She put that spoonful of instant coffee in. Cup of hot oat straw. She said after a week she had to go back to the regular coffee. <laughs> Oat straw is the world's largest selling sexual tonic. It's sold all over Europe as a sexual tonic. In my green book, where I have a whole 30-page discussion on oat straw, I could not resist putting one comment that was written into this company and said, use your oat straw tonic, stood up at the office, had to sit down quick. (laughs) It works. So, yes, these infusions are good for everyone. Let's contrast them to a green drink. So when you make a green drink, what you're doing is you're taking raw plants from which you can get no nutrition, and blending them does not break the cell wall, so you still get no nutrition. However, what blending them does do is it exposes a tremendous amount of surface area to bacterial contamination. Remember when there was spinach sold that was contaminated with a very bad strain of E. coli? The first person to die was a little boy whose mom made him a green drink with that spinach. Because the bacterial content is going to increase by a factor of about 10,000 in the first two minutes. And the Center for Disease Control says that half of all cases of food poisoning come from raw produce. And many of those are from sprouts, which have the least nutrition of any food on the planet. Really? Yeah. Sprouts are absolutely devoid of nutrition. There's a wonderful list from Center for Science and the Public Interest, CSPI.org, CSPI, Center for Science and the Public Interest.org. And they have chosen six key nutrients, and they have ordered food based on the amount of these key nutrients that they give you. So, vitamin A. How much vitamin A does kale give you? It gives you 350% of your vitamin A, so it gets a score of 350, plus this other thing. And they add it up. And kale, of course, is at the top of the list because they didn't test nettle, which would have been even more than kale, right? And it has a score of over 1,000. At the bottom of the list is alfalfa sprouts with a score of two. Two. All right. So food poisoning, green drinks, and sprouts. All right. Green drinks are lethal. Would you feed a green drink to somebody who is taking immune-suppressing drugs? Absolutely not. This tells you already you're playing Russian roulette with your health if you use green drinks. However, you can feed a nourishing herbal infusion to somebody who's had a bone marrow transplant, to somebody who's on anti-rejection drugs, to somebody who is doing heavy-duty chemotherapy, to a premature infant. The nourishing herbal infusions, because we use dried herbs and boiling water and tightly lit it so that no oxygen can get in, are free of all bacterial contamination. If there's any bacteria on those plants, it is destroyed by the boiling water. So these are completely safe for any age, any gender, even those who don't know what gender they are, still safe for them. All right. <laughs> so nourishing herbal infusions give you nutrition. Green drinks do not. There is no nutrition of any kind available in a green drink because there's no nutrition available from raw plants. And nothing on this planet eats raw plants. If you want to find out more about this, check out my raw versus cooked debate on YouTube. My 
dear friend, wonderful herbalist, Brigitte Mars, love you, Breezy, decided that she was going to be the guru of raw food. And since we loved each other and we're Americans, we figured we should make money off our difference of opinion. Isn't that the American way? So we rented a video studio and videographers and, and a moderator, and we had the raw versus cooked debate. When I saw the video before it was to be distributed, I said, no, absolutely not. I cannot do this. I love Brigitte, and I'm not going to let her appear in public like this. Anybody seen the Raw versus yeah, Cook? Yeah. How does Brigitte I look in that? For her. <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't see it. What does she look like? She, she looked like she didn't know what she was talking about because everything she was saying, you were like, but you just yeah. rebounded. And, and even if she didn't say anything, right, and, and, she and she you thought that she was a raw foodist, you would say she can't think. Yeah, she's... Her she's mind was obviously addled. She's obviously malnourished. Her vitality was really bad. She looked like she was on death's door. Yeah. And I want you to know she's no longer eating raw food after her hospitalization. Oh, no. after she was hospitalized. You bet. You're starving yourself to death when you eat raw food. Mm. All right, now, the reason that people can survive for a while on raw food is because they're fermenting, which is a form of cooking, and they're dehydrating, which is a form of cooking. And there's five forms of cooking. Heat, freezing, dehydrating, fermenting, and covering in oil. And the last three are used by people who claim to be eating raw food, right? They spend endless hours massaging their kale <laughs> with oil to try to get a little nutrition from it so that they do not die outright. <laughs> right? They can eke along for a while <laughs> until they crash, until they crash, because they are not getting what are called limiting nutrients, nutrients that we can't make, that we can only get from our food, including vitamin B12, heme, and a host of other things that you simply cannot get on that diet. So we use dried herb only for nourishing herbal infusions, dried herb only, and we weigh out one ounce. It's not a handful. It's not a quarter of a jar. It's one ounce because an ounce of red clover is this much and an ounce of oat straw is this much and an ounce of cut and sift stinging nettle from Frontier is this much, but an ounce of nettle that I've grown, harvested and cut is this much. Right? So you have to weigh it out if you're going to use different herb. Yeah. You don't need milky oats. You do not need milky oats. You want oat straw. The straw of the plant that gives us oatmeal. All right? Milky oats is a whole other thing. And far more expensive. My ideal is that you should be able to drink a quart of nourishing herbal infusion for a dollar or less a day. Vitamin Retailer America says your average American spends $125 a month on supplements. Yeah. And that your New Age American spends three to $500 a month on supplements. And that your over-the-top, I'm going to live forever person or somebody with a terminal disease who's going to take supplements is spending between $1,000 and $3,000 a month on supplements, wow. none of which do any good at all. The largest study done to date was a study, a meta-study, which means a study of studies, which included eight million people. The study was done in Denmark by a not-for-profit agency. The people who did the meta-study received no pay. They really wanted to be above reproach. They included over half studies done by the supplement industry. And what they found was that people who take supplements have exactly the same amount of acute disease, exactly the same amount of chronic disease. The only difference was people who take supplements die sooner. Wow. If you're taking a vitamin E supplement and diagnosed with cancer, you're seven times more likely to die in the next year. Wow. If you're taking a vitamin A supplement, you almost double your risk of a broken hip. 
We dig into supplements, and I'm telling you, they both, they, their dementia came on so fast. Yeah. And my dad's with hospice right now. Right. Every so you start with so many supplements. Your parents start with a lot of supplements. They both have dementia. Your father is being hospitalized. He's only 82. And he's only 82. Yeah. You want to test this out. Buy two plants that are the same. Get two rosemary plants, two lavender, two anything that are the same, and treat them the same, except for this one exception. On one day of the week, you will water one of them with nourishing herbal infusion, and the other one you will water with water in which you've dissolved one of every pill you take on a daily basis. Ah. Ah. Indeed. Uh, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, would you would take those supplements, but you would kill the plant. Hmm. Very interesting choice. Right? We know that they'll kill the plant. We know. We don't even have to do this. We know the supplements. I had a rose bush, pretty little rose bush. It would give me one or two roses a year. And then I started feeding it nettle infusion. Now I get two dozen roses a year from the rose bush. What about vitamin C? What about vitamin C? What about vitamin D? Go stand out there in the sun, please. If you expose your face and fingertips to elbows to the sun between 11 and 2 every day between spring equinox and fall equinox you will make approximately 20,000 units of vitamin D per day which is storable for up to 18 months nettle contains vitamin D nettle contains the large nettle is the l- biggest known source of vitamin K how much time in the sun 15 minutes that's all it takes. <laughs> Get out there and expose your skin because a lot more is going on when you produce your own vitamin D. Now, if you are an olive oil user, as I am, and you have your vitamin D tested, there will be no vitamin D in your blood. My vitamin D level was four. Four. Because olive oil masks the vitamin D or because the vitamin D is in your cells because after all looking at people in cars going down the road does that tell us about how many people are at home? (laughs) That's what we do when we measure vitamins in the blood we're only looking at how many people are in cars in order for those vitamins and minerals to get into your cells there has to be an enzymatic action between the cell and many people consume adequate amounts of stuff but it never gets to their cells even though their blood tests come back fine they are deficient because it's not actually getting into the cell so either olive oil draws the vitamin D better into your cells or it actually masks the test that tests for vitamin D but if you're an olive oil user and you use olive oil as your primary oil your vitamin D level on testing will be extraordinarily low There are no natural supplements, excuse me. You are There's deceiving yourself. Right yes, you are deceiving yourself if you think anything in a pill is natural. I'm talking about like cod liver oil. Cod liver oil contains large amounts of vitamin A as well as vitamin D, and remember that taking vitamin A doubles your risk of a hip fracture. So if we're talking I failed consumerism 101. (laughs) I'm a really poor consumer. I do not suggest you buy anything. That doesn't mean you can't buy herbs. I buy 
thousands of dollars of worth of herbs every year from Frontier and Mountain Rose because I feed infusion to everybody. We just did the Green Goddess Week. There were 13 women there for some of them for nine days and the only beverage we serve is nourishing herbal infusion. So we were making four to six gallons of infusion every night. That's a lot of herb. Even if the apprentices and I were working 24 hours a day, we couldn't harvest that much herb. So I'm not saying that you can't buy herb, but I'm saying don't buy products. All right, herb is different. So the vitamins and minerals that you're getting from the nourishing herbal infusions are very, very different than anything you could get in any kind of supplement, no matter how it's labeled. Red clover is an herb that it, I call the herbal tamoxifen. What is tamoxifen? It's a drug that's given to women who have breast cancer. It's a drug that's also taken by women who are worried they might get breast cancer. What class of compound is tamoxifen? Is it a mineral? Is it a protein? Is it a... It's a hormone. It's estrogen. Tamoxifen is estrogen. Because there are many, many, many forms of estrogen. There are, in fact, probably thousands of forms of estrogen. So estrogen receptor sites are generalized. An estrogen receptor site will accept any form of estrogen. And we can divide the estrogens into various ways. But the simplest division is that some estrogens are metabolized very quickly and get to the receptor sites more easily. And those are ones that don't feed cancer. And some estrogens are metabolized slowly and take a while to get to the receptor sites. And those are the estrogens that feed cancer. Tamoxifen is a fast estrogen. It gets there first. So is red clover. The clover is a very fast estrogen. The more fast estrogen you have in your body, the less your cancer risk. But that is dependent on gut flora. So red clover does not contain estrogen. Red clover does not contain phytoestrogen. Red clover contains phytosterols. And if that makes you think steroids, you're on the right track. Plants in general, do not contain human hormones. They ain't human. <laughs> it's not an advantage to them to contain human hormones. There's a few exceptions, but tiny little exceptions. Right? And probably the most stunning exception is, was found by Stephen Booner, who has found that pine pollen is almost pure testosterone. And, of course, the botanical name of pine is... Penis. It's a long I. P-I-N-U-S. It's pronounced penis. Penis pollen is pure testosterone, so thank you, Stephen. Right? But in plants, what we're going to find is not really phytoestrogens, but phytosterols. And those sterols are bioconverted in the gut into active hormones, and they are bioconverted to the active hormones that your body needs. In other words, they're not preset to be estrogen or testosterone or progesterone. They are simply the raw material and your body can ferment them and turn them into any hormone that's needed in the same way that we can take wild yam, ferment it in the laboratory, turn it into progesterone, turn it into testosterone, turn it into cortisone. All of these hormones that are used in medical medical practice are fermented from plants rich in phytosterols, and that's what your gut does. If we take a hundred women and give them beans, are beans rich in phytosterols? Especially chickpeas. Yeah. Well, all beans. Soy is about halfway. 
black beans, right? Red beans, chickpeas, right? So all beans contain phytosterols. Every seed and every root is rich in phytosterols. I've had women say to me, my doctor says I have estrogen positive breast cancer and so I can't take red clover. I said, oh good. And you can't eat any beans. Of course I can eat beans. And you can't eat any grains. Of course I can eat grains. And you can't eat carrots. Of course I can eat carrots. I say, well, they all have more phytosterols than red clover does. So your doctor is out to lunch. And that's because people who aren't herbalists have written on the internet and medical sites that red clover contains estrogen and is contraindicated for women with a breast cancer diagnosis. Too bad they didn't ask herbalists. Right? But they just decided based on scientific knowledge of what's in there which isn't really scientific knowledge at all. So we take 100 women, feed them beans, and when the bioconversion of the phytosterols into bioactive hormones occurs, metabolites are created. And those metabolites are thrown off into the urine, and we can simply gather up that urine and measure the metabolites in there. Women who have the greatest amount of metabolites are doing the best bioconversion into needed hormones. Women who have the least metabolites are doing the least bioconversion into needed hormones. We then follow those women out for 15 years, and the difference in breast cancer occurrence between the lowest 25 and the highest 25 is a factor of 400. The women with the, the least, the 25 women with the least are 400 times more likely to be diagnosed with breast cancer in that 15-year follow-through than the women with the most. So red clover definitely has a preventative effect so long as you have active gut flora. And there are a host of things that kill gut flora. The primary one that's killing your gut flora is essential oils. And essential oils are an atomic bomb to your microbiome, to your gut flora. I would rather take antibiotics every day than have any essential oil in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are essential oils antibacterial? Antifungal? Antimicrobial? And your gut flora is what? Those things. Those things. And you don't have to ingest them. Putting them on your skin works. Washing your hair works. Smelling them, because smelling them, in fact, is even worse because now the essential oil goes into your lungs and directly into your blood. I have three students whose little boys have grown breasts from using organic lavender oil shampoo. Right? What do most people do? They get up, they brush their teeth. What's in their toothpaste? Essential oil. Whether it's Tom's or Colgate, there's essential oil in there. Then they rinse their mouth with a mouthwash, and that's essential oil. Whether it's Listerine or Desert Essence, it's essential oils. They jump in the shower, soap themselves up with a nice, lovely, handmade bar of soap that contains essential oil. Right? So now the skin, which is the largest eliminative organ of the body, is coated in essential oil. Wash their hair so it goes in through the scalp and then get out of the shower and put more essential oil cream all over them and now wonder why they're not healthy. Now wonder why they can't seem to feel really good because you're destroying the very part of your body that is responsible for your mental, physical, and spiritual health and that is your gut flora. Out, 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 out! says Lady Macbeth, out. <laughs> Damn the central oils. Right? Uh, out, out, out. <laughs> get rid of them. It will take a while to get rid of them. You'll need to find other ways to do these things. I brush my teeth with yarrow tincture. 
Has yarrow tincture ever been used to, to improve oral health? Yeah. 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 One of the world's leading herbs to improve oral health. A drop or two on your toothbrush. You can make it yourself. You can buy it. No problem. Brush your teeth. You feel like you need to rinse your mouth. A drop or two of yarrow tincture and some water. Rinse your mouth. All right. You don't have to buy Dr. Bronner's scented. Bronner's makes it unscented, as do a host of other people. Make pure Castile soap, which is great for your hair, great for your body. And what's better to put on your body after a shower than olive oil or coconut oil? All right, and if you want to scent them, pick the flowers of the field that have scents that you like and make an infused oil, and it will be wonderfully scented. Kumba, K-U, apostrophe, U-M-B-A, Kumba, Kumba Made, I think it's kumbamade.com, does this. She infuses sage and lavender and rosemary and jasmine to coconut oil, and you use this, and you think, oh, why did I ever use essential oils. They're so harsh. They're so terrible. If you spill an essential oil on a finished table, it'll take the finish off. If you spill it on plastic, it will destroy and melt the plastic. These are dangerous drugs, gang. They're not herbs. All right. No more than aspirin is an herb. All right. But you're not talking about plants with essential oils. No plant has an essential oil. Plants have volatile oils. And I apologize, and we all apologize for not being clear about this from the jump. Right? My earlier books say essential oils are in the plants. It's not true. There's volatile oils in the plants from which you at home can make a hydrosol, which is wonderful. And Mountain Rose now has a huge line of hydrosols, and if you want some scent, hydrosols are a fabulous way to go, and they don't do the damage that essential oils do. Red clover, wow, as well as beans, seeds, grains, and nuts. Those are all seeds loaded with phytoserols, carrots, potatoes, sweet potatoes, parsnips, dandelion root, burdock root. All roots are loaded with phytosterols. All right, very, very easy. Somebody says, oh, I can't do red clover. Well, you better not be eating anything other than a pure meat and fish diet. Because right. even then you'll get a tiny bit of phytosterols, but they're widely spread throughout the plant kingdom. There are a few plants that seem to contain the slow uh, phyto that can cause our bodies to make slow estrogens, the ones that actually do feed cancer. At this point, we think they are black cohosh and hops. We're not totally sure. Again, it's a little hard to tell because it's a bioconversion that happens within our bodies. But we do see this, although hops does tend to have an effect against uh, the, in the uh, expression of prostate cancer. Yeah. Yes. Yes, recovery is perfectly safe for everybody, including children. Yeah. Linden, as I said, the world's leading anti-inflammatory, but most people don't think of it as an anti-inflammatory. People think of it as a sedative. I do not find it in the least sedating. I have never found Linden sedating. I can get up in the morning, drink cup of iced linden and be incredibly energetic all day long. So I'm always kind of at a loss as to why people are saying that linden uh, calms you down. Ah, maybe that's it. It calms you down. All right. But it doesn't sedate you. It's not a sedative herb, but it is a calmative herb. It allows you to go through your day with a little more grease. 
a little more ease, a little more okay. Now, for over 30 years, I have been telling my students the name of disease is inflammation. There is no disease that is not initially triggered by inflammation. What has science had to say about this over the past 30 years? Finding more and more and more evidence of this, right? Obviously, blood vessel disease is inflammation. Obviously, joint pain is inflammation. But dementia is inflammation, too. And cancer is usually inflammation, too. Right? And diabetes is inflammation. Type 2 diabetes is inflammation. All right, Alzheimer's might be type 3 diabetes. As the cells become more and more resistant to insulin because they are inflamed, we make more and more insulin, and that insulin crosses the blood-brain barrier. The enzyme in the brain that gets rid of beta amyloid also gets rid of insulin. Insulin is seen as a bigger threat to the brain than beta amyloid, so that enzyme clears the insulin, leaving the beta amyloid to plaque up. Wow. Yeah. Not our only take on what's going on with Alzheimer's, but a very interesting take on it. And I suspect it's a cluster of factors, not just one factor. Certainly there's some genetic things going on as well. So Linden is not only an anti-inflammatory, but it is a direct anti-inflammatory to the blood vessels. Linden, Linden, heal my heart. You can bring me a brand new start. Oh, well, I smell fairies at my feet. I'm sitting under a Linden tree. Bees buzz and birds tweet. Linden blossoms sure smell sweet. Linden, Linden, Heal my heart, you can bring me a brand new start. Now, women's hearts and women's heart disease and heart attacks are different. My dear friend, Kay Gardner, who started the whole thing about healing music well before Stephen Halpern, went to her local clinic in Maine. Uh, Blue, she was living in Blue, uh, Blue Hill, Maine. And she said, I have a terrible pain between my shoulder blades. And they gave her a muscle relaxer and sent her home to die of her heart attack. Because pain between your shoulder blades is a woman's symptom of heart attack. My mom started to go to bed one night and she noticed she was breathing a little shallow and she thought I'm just going to sit up for five minutes and see if this passes and it didn't so she called 911 and she was living in Southern California she was taken to a hospital where they understand because there's a lot of old women in Southern California women's heart attacks and they found that she was indeed having a heart attack and they were able to deal with that promptly because she called because she got herself to the hospital and because they knew what a woman's heart attack looked like they called her attending physician who said she couldn't have had a heart attack I saw her yesterday and her heart was fine that's how women's heart attacks occur you can, you can have all the tests you want, and the doctors will say, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine, and wham, you have a heart attack, because we don't see the same cardiovascular changes in women that we do in men. Men tend to clog up the big blood vessels where we can really see it, right? Women tend to clog up the small blood vessels where we can't see it, and Linden, as an anti-inflammatory, helps to stop that from happening, as does my good buddy, Motherwort. Yay, Motherwort. 
This is a motherwort tincture made from fresh flowering motherwort in 100 proof vodka. You can put a drop on your hand to taste it. If you leave the lid ajar, tell the next person so they don't spill it. Thank you. If you're used to taking motherwort from dried plant material or in grain alcohol, you will be deliciously surprised by this. As a matter of fact, I have uh, had people who make tinctures uh, do a blind tasting between a dried motherwort tincture in grain alcohol and the fresh uh, motherwort in 100 proof vodka, and they hardly believe that it's the same plant. Why are you using fresh? I'm using only fresh when I make a tincture. I made a fresh motherwort tincture this summer in uh, 100 proof vodka, and it's so dark it looks like nettle infusion. Right? It's like dark green. It's amazing. It's amazing. Right? And and it's so tasty. And your body goes yum, 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 yum. Whereas the motherwort made from the dried and grain alcohol, well, if I have to, I'll take it. Right? Right. Because the dried stuff becomes very bitter. The tincture tastes bitter. This tastes sweet. What do you think? Smooth. Nice, smooth, yeah. delicious, right? Right. Hey, I'm not suggesting it as a lifestyle, but vodka means water. And people in Russia treat it as water. They do. I was at a workshop with a Siberian shaman, and the woman drank two liters of vodka in front of us during a three-hour class without showing the slightest sign of inebriation. Right? Your average Russian drinks a liter of vodka a day. In big glasses. And that's baseline. That's not alcoholism. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I had a student call me. She said, Susan, you've got to help me. My mother's an alcoholic. And I'm thinking, God, I thought she was in her 60s. How old is her mom? I said, well, how old is your mom? She said, 84. I'm like, your mom's 84 and she's an alcoholic. She just started drinking. She said, what? Come on. Like most alcoholics, she started drinking when she was 14. I said, so she only gets drunk occasionally? She said, no, she gets drunk every day. What? I said, okay, so your mom has been getting drunk every day for 70 years. How's her liver? Yeah, right. right? Next question. How's yeah. her? She said, the doctor says her liver is totally fine, really healthy. I said, and what does she drink? Vodka has no effect on your liver. I am not suggesting you drink a liter of vodka a day, but you can and be in good health. How many days could you get away with drinking a liter of Everclear or grain alcohol? You would be so dead, right? You would be so dead within four days. There's no way I could even get up after drinking a A small amount of it. Why would we want to make our tinctures in a deadly alcohol? Because we have the span of herbalism, which goes from naked people rolling in the herbs, dermal absorption is real, to a white-coated lab technician figuring out how to make Taxol without the Pacific U. Thank you very much. We're happy you can do that. And the, the mid-mark, not in terms of time, but the mid-mark in terms of um, our approach is alchemy. Before alchemy, we knew that the plants were alive, we knew they were sentient, we talked with them, we communicated with plants. As soon as we get to alchemy, we start seeing the plant as something that has constituents and we take it apart and we use those constituents in various ways and we want to make those things as powerful and as lethal as possible so we're going to use grain alcohol which after all was invented right about that time right the art of distilling comes with 
in the same time period as alchemy, right? Then it's called um, Ilan Vital, the water of life. Oh, Vital, the water of life. The first distilled things. We thought that the alcohol itself would make people healthy. We had no idea. So we used it to become more and more and more drug-like. And as herbal medicine became more and more drug-like, we found ways to prepare the herbs to get more and more of the poison out of them, leaving behind the nourishing constituents. The main difference between an herb and a drug is that a drug has a line of action. I'm giving you this drug to reduce your blood pressure, and it will bring your blood pressure down. Whereas an herb has a sphere of action. I am giving you Hawthorne. If your blood pressure is low, it will come up. If your blood pressure is high, it will come down because there is a sphere of action. And in this sphere of action, we have the antidote to any side effect that the herb might cause. Since I am going to use tinctures as my primary medicine, I am going to use 100 proof vodka and no, 80 proof won't work. That's fine. Well, I live in the Hudson River Valley. There's a lot of distilleries there, and they're making vodka from apples. Because that's what we have a lot of. You can make vodka. You can make alcohol from anything. I, it, I don't mean alcohol made from grain. I mean the substance that's called grain alcohol, which is 198 proof. It's also called Everclear, but most people call it grain alcohol. Whiskey's made from grain. Rye is made from grain. You know, l- most alcohol is made from grain, and I'm not even against vodka made from grain. What I'm talking about is the difference in proof. Right, so we don't want 198 proof. Now, somebody last year said, ah, vodka's just watered down. They start out with 198 proof and they water it down. And as I said, there are a lot of distilleries in the Hudson Valley. And I stopped at a couple of them and asked, you know, because I said, you have the high proof and then you have the vodka. Do you, like, make it all high proof and water it down for the vodka? And they said, what are you, crazy girl? Do you know how much effort it takes to get it up to this high proof? Nobody in their right mind would get it to a high proof and then water it down. No, you stop at 80 proof, or you stop at 100 proof, or you push it on up to the higher proofs. And part of the reason why it's so poisonous is what you have to do to get it to that higher proof. Whether it's organic or not, you still have to push it in certain ways that change it and make it far more lethal for our body. So what does motherwort do for us? Motherwort does everything for us. First of all, it encourages the growth of capillaries to the heart. Remember that women's hearts are vulnerable to the capillaries getting clogged up, so motherwort brings more capillaries to the heart. It is a wonderful, wonderful heart tonic. It will also bring your blood pressure into a very reasonable range. I have seen motherwort anywhere from 5 to 25 drops, taken anywhere from 1 to 3 times a day, depending on the individual person, bring blood pressures of up to 160 over 100, down to 120 over 80. Alright, so from a dangerous level to a very safe level with nothing other than adding the motherwort. The higher doses are women taking dried motherwort tincture. How are we doing with the motherwort tincture? What are you thinking about that? Is it delicious? Make sure it gets to the back. Make sure the make sure those in the back get it too, right? There. If you don't have motherwort around you, can you buy fresh? Catskill Mountain Herbals sells fresh motherwort tincture in vodka. 
Red Moon Herbs has gone over to grain alcohol, but they also do make it from fresh. Catskill Mountain Herbals. Catskill Mountain Herbals, fresh motherwort and vodka, red moon herbs, fresh motherwort, and high proof alcohol. Motherwort usually flowers from summer solstice until frost. All right. If you have motherwort and it's gone to seed, cut it back and it will reflower. Yeah. Yeah, it'll reflower right up until it's it, in. It's an evergreen plant, so it's not going to be killed by frost. I wouldn't cut it right down to the ground. I'd cut it down to the leaves. Just take off the... the because most plants, once they, once they make seeds, they're like, retired. <laughs> you know, I've oh, done my work for the year. Huh? And you cut off the seeds, it's like, darn, I have to go back to work. <laughs> Uh, back to nettle just quickly. Do yes. you have any experience of people having allergies to the infusion? Never. 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 No. If you're not used to chlorophyll in your diet and you drink nettle, you'll get a little lightheaded because the chlorophyll brings a lot of oxygen to the brain. Okay. All right, so you're going to go, whoa. And if you're not used to a, a lot of green in your diet, nettle is loaded with chlorophyll, you're going to get a little queasy stomach. Ooh. I had a student who, because of ulcerative colitis for over 20 years, just had her intestines removed. Oh. Out, 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 because she's in so much pain. And she had two inches of small intestine left after the stomach and a bag. And she said what she didn't realize was how limited her diet became. Her diet now was limited only to foods that were extremely easy to digest, which is what? Meat, milk, and fish. Those are the easiest things of all for your body to digest. Anything of plant origin is incredibly difficult for your body to digest. I'm sorry? Meat, fish, and dairy products. And she was getting bored. These are proteins. Eggs and insects also go in there, right? Yeah. Right. You'll be eating more insects. Don't worry. We'll hide it in your food the way we're hiding soy in your food. You won't know. All right. But you'll be eating more insects for protein, right? And proteins are digested in the stomach. Whereas plants are digested in the intestines. And if they're not thoroughly cooked, frozen, fermented, dehydrated, or covered in oil, you don't digest them at all. Yeah. So she was kind of bored of her diet and said, could I help her? And I suggested nettle infusion. And she called me up and she said, oh, my gosh, I tried drinking nettle infusion. I was so dizzy. I had to lay down and my stomach was just like roiling. And I said, back down, back down, take less, take less. And over a period of a week, we got her down to a teaspoonful a day. And she could tolerate a teaspoonful a day. And when she tolerated that well, we moved up to a tablespoon a day. And what I had her do was make a quart. And after she strained it, poured it into an ice cube tray and freeze it. And then she could take an ice cube out per day, right? And melt that down and take her teaspoon or a tablespoon. And then we got her up to two ice cubes full a day. Then we got her to put three ice cubes in her drinks and drink them throughout the day. And finally, after a month, she called. She said, I drank a quart of nettle infusion yesterday. And I'd like to share something with you that's a little gross. I said, I'm an herbalist. It's okay. All right, do not go to dinner with herbalists. <laughs> Unless you're an herbalist. 
because we really talk about gross things that did something about eating that brings up all the scatological things. So watch out for going to dinner with an herbalist, right? And she said, I want to tell you something gross. This is absolutely fine. She said, well, you know, I'm a little more intimate with what comes out of my intestines than most people because it's like right there in a bag hanging under my breast there. She said, and the nettle, when I drink the nettle infusion, it comes into the bag as though it were solid food. Wow. Right? The infusions are pre-digested. There is no digestion needed. The vitamins, the minerals, the proteins, the phytosterols, right? All of the things that are in the infusions go directly into the bloodstream as soon as they leave the stomach. So the same for babies? Absolutely. Yeah, these are fabulous for people who've lost their appetite for any reason at all. I had a dear friend who, she said, I'm not morning sick. I'm morning, noon, and night sick. She lost 30 pounds during her pregnancy. The woman was sick, sick, sick. Her baby was full weight. She was in fabulous health because what she could keep down was nourishing herbal infusions. And she drank about two quarts of nourishing herbal infusion a day. And that's pretty much what she lived on for the pregnancy in full health. Bumped it up to two quarts uh, when she was lactating. And baby is wonderful. You know, so these the nutrition here is not only pre-digested, but I want to thank Michael Moore for telling us that the minerals in nettle are the opposite valence of the blood. Okay, let's just decode this statement here. What's a valence? It's the size of a. It's a charge. A valence is a charge or a magnetic field. Okay? So what do the opposite poles of the magnet do? They attract each other. So if the minerals in nettle are the opposite valence of the blood, what happens? They, they go immediately into the bloodstream. One of my past apprentices, Noreen, Dr. Noreen, was at work one day. At this point, she had five teenage daughters at home, and she worked in the emergency room for a little peace and quiet. Right? <laughs> so, no, just gunshot wounds and knivings in the emergency room. Right? Who needs this? Has the motherboard gotten to the back? Let's go all the way to the back with it. Thank you so much. So, she's at the, in the emergency room, and in comes a fellow MD, Posani, and she says, Posani, what are you doing here? He says, oh, Noreen, I went home to visit the family in India, and I got some bad bug. I've lost about 15 pounds to bloody diarrhea in the past two days. Mm. You don't have to be a medical professional to know this is life-threatening, do you? Mm. No, this is a very difficult situation. So the interns are with her, and they're drawn blood, and they're saying, Noreen, Noreen, his electrolytes are like trashed. What are you going to do? And it's the saline solution, the blood transfusion. And she says, oh, he gets my nettle infusion. Okay. So she had, you know, come to work with her nettle. It wasn't even strained. She just grabbed it and went. They strained the nettle infusion and gave it to him. And I, I, she showed me the chart, right? So here's his electrolytes. Here's his electrolytes after 15 minutes. Here's his electrolytes after 20. Here's, here's his electrolytes fully back up to normal in 30 minutes. Wow. What else would do that? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing that they had at that hospital could bring those electrolytes up that fast. And many of you are old enough to remember the Olympic runner who died at the finish line yeah. from electrolyte loss. Yeah. 
All right. So we're not going to drink eight or eight. We're going to drink nourishing herbal infusions to replace those minerals, which is what electrolytes are, because it's an electrical magnetic system that's going on with the minerals. Yeah. Um, I have an autoimmune system. Um, the infusions are perfect for you. There are no stimulants in nourishing herbal infusions. Mm-hmm. But I would avoid all pepper, which is an incredible stimulant. It's probably the cause of your problem. Yes. Yes. I called in. You told me on the phone. I had uh, it was I had bug bites and stuff. She said, "Well, how about cutting out pepper from your diet?" And I, same thing. I tried it. I've never gone back. I've never gone back. I'm sorry? I know you haven't. I never heard it either. It changed my life. A simple little thing like that. Simple little thing. Ditch the pepper. It's a stimulant. It's a caustic stimulant. How does it make your mouth feel? Peppery, hot, hot burning, and inflamed. Well, they say it's good well, for digestion. Yeah, right. The same as a kick in the ass is good for running. <laughs> oh, that is brilliant. What? I could hardly eat last night. What? We have to cover the asparagus in pepper to serve it? Yeah, it was really peppery. It was horrible. I had to rinse it before I could eat it. And the chicken had two kinds of pepper on it, cayenne and black pepper. I had to peel the chicken to eat it. And the broccoli was uncooked. Right? It was So long as your vegetable is crunchy, you're getting no nutrition. And the couscous is basically... Filler. Yeah. Filler. Filler. There was nothing to eat last night. I'm sorry. I think they're doing a great job, but not for me. So are you talking both black pepper and pepper? All peppers? To make it easy, yes, all pepper. Would you eat a green potato? Would you eat a green potato? I probably would, but that's because I don't. Would you eat a green potato? Why would you not eat a green potato? It's poisonous. The same poison is in green peppers because they're green. And people say, oh, is that why I burp and burp and burp and burp? I said, yeah, your body's going, bleh. You, you just ate a poison, bleh. You just ate a poison, bleh. You just ate a poison. Right? Right? And understand that organic grown means organically grown. Organic standards stop at harvest. So organic produce can be sprayed with fungicides once it's harvested. And a red pepper doesn't last very long, does it? In order to get red peppers to market, they have to be sprayed with fungicide so they don't mold and rot. And that's true of the organic ones as well. If you grow your own pepper all the way out to red or yellow, some some like tomatoes are ripe at yellow, that's fine. But again, you'll have to decide for yourself. And if you burp, then your body is saying no. But cayenne, jalapeno, black pepper, white pepper, any kind of thing that makes your mouth burn is going to make your digestive system burn and it's going to kill gut flora and drive inflammation throughout the entire body. Susan, is that any stimulant uh, like uh, ginseng? 
I will tell you truthfully that I use little to no stimulants and that includes little to no ginger. Now, it depends on your state of health. If your state of health is not very robust, you might need some ginger. You might need that kick in the ass. Oh, I was talking about but what I will find, ginseng is not a stimulant. Thank you. It's an adaptogen. Thank you. Right? But I'm uncertain as to why you might be using ginseng. Oh, I have a, um, I have a gentleman who does not want to use coffee, and his tis, and uh, he wants to. He's concerned about longevity and sexual virility. Stinging nettle. <laughs> Far better than ginseng. Better than- ginseng, after all, is a plant that, if you're going to suggest it to him, he he's not to use wild, is he? He can only use cultivated. And it's three years old. When I first started studying herbal medicine, everybody understood that ginseng was useless unless it was at least 12 years old. Huh. Oh. Right? This was in the early 70s, right? Late 60s, right? Within 10 years, ginseng had to be at least 10 years old. By the time we get to the late 70s, people are saying, yeah, well, it needs to be at least seven years old. Nowadays, your ginseng is three years old. Let's leave it alone. Let's leave it alone. Are we going to exterminate stinging nettle if we use it? <laughs> no. My husband would be happy. <laughs> Is stinging nettle an at-risk plant? No. 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 So let's focus our attention on the local, easily grown, and abundant plants rather than trying to be faux medical people who choose the rarest thing. This is the wise woman way. We want what we can use and what we can tell everyone to use without any problem in the plant community. So motherwort is one of the best herbs to relieve anxiety. In fact, I have found nothing better for relieving anxiety. I uh, had a dear friend who had five daughters, and one of those daughters married a man, and it turned out that wasn't the man she should have married, but they had a kid, and they shared custody, and the kid was real cranky about going to dad's. Well, you know, he was two, and two-year-olds get cranky, but she started seeing bruises on the kids. Uh, it's kind of hard to tell on a two-year-old. Two-year-olds, most of the time, look like they're being abused because they're slamming themselves into things, but you know, when you've got like four little bruises on the, uh, yeah, you know, little telltale things, you know or welts across the buttocks. So she finally said, you don't have to go to dad's. And dad, of course, sued for custody and won. She broke the custody agreement. Children have been put in the custody of a man who's killed his wife. Right? The law is very weird this way. So my friend Edith and I were waiting for her to come, you know, and she's she's furious. She wants to kill her husband. She wants to kill the judge. We gave her some motherwort. She calmed down, and we made plans to kill the judge and plans to kill her. going to make you lose your mind. You just get calm and ready for action. Right. <laughs> right. 
Now, I keep right next to my bed a quart jar of Hypericum perforatum tincture. And here we must use only the fresh plant, Hypericum, which is called, many people call it St. John's wort. But what does John know about burns? They call it St. Joan's wort. <laughs> this is a plant that prevents and treats burns, and Joan knows a whole lot more about burns than John does. All right, so I keep a quart of St. John's wort tincture from the fresh flower plant right next to where I sit down in the evening. So I sit down and of course as soon as you sit down in the evening you realize ah, and you have to get up. And if that get up, if I hear ah, then I reach for the hypericum. I was out talking to hypericum about 25 years ago and I said, why do all the books say you shouldn't be used when people are depressed? And Hypericum laughed in my face and said, ha, 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 what are you reading? I said, well, I'm reading, you know, all these herbals. <laughs> right? And this, well, you now have access to herbals written by people who are actually using herbs. I didn't. Right? I had access to herbals that were written by people who were reading things in libraries. All right? And remember that the witches were tortured for herbal information. Mm-hmm. What would you tell somebody who was pulling out your toenails? Cayenne eyewash. Coffee enema, (laughs) fast for health, you know. (laughs) Mess them up. (laughs) So I think a lot of this misinformation literally did come as the witch's revenge here. So I said, don't be so silly. Look at me. Where am I growing? I said, in the sun. They said, and how, when you're happy, what do you say? You always say, well, I say, we're sunny when we're happy, right? And you're blue when you're not happy. Well, I was a little, like, frightened to really tell people who were depressed, because after all, I mean, you could possibly kill yourself if you're depressed. I didn't want that on my soul. But there's something called SAD, right? Seasonal Affective Disorder, which is a kind of depression that doesn't get suicidal. And so I suggested to people who were SAD that they take Hypericum tincture, and they said, it's like bottled sunshine. I feel so happy I get through the winter. It's great. So I said, all right, we're going to try this on depressed people. Tiarona Clar, low dog. We miss you. Dr. T did a meta-study of the studies done testing hypericum against all classes of antidepressant drugs and for mild, moderate, and severe depression, hypericum works faster, it works better, and it has no side effects. And as far as I am concerned, if you are using hypericum tincture from the fresh plant, you can interface this with any drug you are taking with this exception. The liver clears drugs by what's called second pass pathway. And hypericum increases second path pathway capacity. So the liver is now able to clear drugs much faster. If you are taking an anti-rejection drug, you can't take this. Because you will die. This will kill you because your anti-rejection drug will be cleared in half the time. If you were taking birth control pills, get a baby name. Because <laughs> oh this will clear that from your body right, very quickly. However, only dried hypericum interfaces with MAO inhibitors, not fresh. And the difficulty is that when studies are being made of plants, when scientific studies are being made, they usually dry the plant and put it in capsules. And dried hypericum is, is not safe.
it's quite dangerous. I'm not surprised that they found that it, is, it acts very poorly with drugs. Never use this plant dried, please. That's what they put it. Uh, well, it has, it's not a fresh plant in that capsule, is it? It's got to be dried, yeah? Don't use it in infusion. No infusion, absolutely not. No dried, no capsules. In fact, in general, capsules are the most expensive, least effective, and most dangerous way to take herbs. I advise my students to never take an herb in a capsule. Do you use just the flower, or do you use the... I use the... the, what I can get. (laughs) How much hypericum grows around you? A lot or a little? A fair amount. A fair amount. Then you will pick the flowers. A woman says in a moderate amount, then she will pick the top two inches. A woman says hardly any, she'll pick the top four inches. <laughs> all right? It all works, but the flowers are mwah, primo, right? So if I had that, mwah, when I get up, I'm taking a dropper full of hypericum tincture. I was walking out to the car to go down to New York City to teach at the Open Center, and suddenly it felt like this blast from nowhere struck my left hip and the searing pain ran down my leg and my leg kind of stopped working and was throbbing with pain. What's that called? Sciatica. Oh, I said, oh, shit. So I hobbled back in the house. I got my hypericum tincture. I hobbled back out to the car and I took a dropper full of hypericum tincture with water every 15 minutes on my two-hour drive to the city and then my half an hour finding a parking spot. (laughs) Parked, walked five blocks without any pain at all, went up three flights of stairs without any pain at all, stood and taught for three hours without any pain at all, and that pain has never come back. Is that sciatica? Wow. 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 I was teaching a class. It was an ongoing class, and we were kind of used to each other, and we knew everybody's personality. And one of the women stood up, started screaming and taking her clothes off, and we went, yep, that's Peggy. (laughs) And if you wanted to believe in demons, that would be the time to do it, because she pulled up her blouse, and from here to here, there was a red welt. And then, wham, it glowed red. And then it kind of receded. And then, wham, it glowed red. And half the class is going, never seen shingles coming out. And the other half of the class is backing up. (laughs) It's not contagious, right? So I tossed her the hypericum tincture. And I tossed her the hypericum oil, also made with the fresh plant. And I said, put some oil on there. Take a dropper full of tincture. At the end of class, she handed me back the things. I said, no, you keep them. Give them back to me next week. She came back next week, picked up her shirt. Nothing. Wow. Wow. Is that how shingles? She did it again the next day twice. All right. And this even works. I was working with the mom of uh, one of my students who had shingles here, which is a dangerous place because it goes into the optic nerve. She'd already done two courses of cyclovirs, a cyclovir and some other cyclovir. Did nothing. All right. And um, I got in touch with somebody who lived in her town and got that person to get the remedies for her, hypericum oil and hypericum tincture. Take them to her, apply the oil. This is a woman in her 90s. right? And to get her to take the tincture three times a day and within three days the shingles was completely gone. Don't leave home without your hypericum tincture, huh? Is this an incredible remedy? Yes. I have friends who run marathons. They load their water bottle with a dropper full for every eight ounces of water and swear they have no Charlie horses. Anybody here with the leg cramps at night? Yeah. Here's your ally. My sister, her, her feet cramp and her legs incredibly. It is the only... Dropper full before bed. 
put it on your bedside. She uses the oil before she goes to bed and takes some tincture. The only thing. Yep. Gets through the night. It's the only thing that works. Only thing that works. Does, does it work with um, when you're saying shingles? I'm thinking of herpes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Same yes. Chicken pox. Yes. 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 And yes. Right. To think of this as an antidepressant is really shallow. Really, really shallow. Because in fact, this is the best antiviral we have. Hypericum kills HIV in petri dishes in animal studies and in human studies. However, when we give it in human studies, we give it dried and we give only the active ingredient and it causes such intense sun sensitivity, you couldn't even sit here, so it basically failed as a drug. But I have friends who tested positive in the 80s who've been taking this hourly while they're awake and they have not progressed. Who sells Fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Catskill Mountain Herbals. Red Moon Herbs. Red Moon. I don't know if Avina does. She might very well. But I will tell you that the law in the United States is very clear. You can tell or you can sell. Yeah, right. But you cannot do both. And it's not only against the law, it's immoral. It is immoral to tell and sell. How could you believe me if I said, and come to my booth and buy nettle? You would be wrong to believe me if I was selling nettle. And so I'm sorry, I do not recommend the products of anyone who tells and sells. And yes, Deb was an apprentice of mine. And I'm sorry that she is doing that because I train my apprentices tell or sell. Now, some of them get around this by using their last name and then their husband uses his last name and she tells and he sells. Okay. But would you go to a doctor who said, take this drug bite from my nurse? Really? You have MDs who sell drugs in their office? Yes. MDs are now selling drugs? Yes. Where they give away free samples, but they don't sell drugs. You can go to NYU and you'll see doctors and their their PAs are Again, they're getting kickbacks, right? We know there's a conflict of interest if you're telling and selling. So, yes, you, you know, go and check and see if somebody here, and you know, buy, you know. But understand that the law is very, very clear. You will never be hassled for selling. You will never be hassled for telling. You will always be hassled for selling and telling. This is a devil question. Would this also work for neuroma and... Yes. Thank you. And and then dosage. But also, if you have thyroid issues or thyroid medication, anything we've been talking about... Mm -hmm. I have not seen this interfere with thyroid medication. And I know lots and lots of them. I will say, however, that there is a thorough workup on thyroid and herbs for thyroid. And I am really astonished that women who have been on thyroxidine, not even armor, but on thyroxidine for over 10 years are getting off of it using these protocols. From Dr. Ryan Drum and other people who are experts on what your thyroid is doing. And this is why you need new, because this information is not in old. And do- 
I usually use a dropper full at a time, and as you see, I can repeat that every 15 minutes, every hour, once a day, three times a day. It's a very benign herb, so long as you are not drug dependent. Right. Susan, when you're saying new, I got yours two years ago. Does it say new? I'm sure it does. So long as it says new, it's new. (laughs) The one that isn't new doesn't say new. It just says menopausal years. It doesn't say old because it wasn't old then. (laughs) I (laughs) don't know. The new and new? The next, the next version, the next version, is it going to be the new? I know, it's not, I, do, I made a, when I, when I started writing books, I said, I make a promise to myself, I will not revise my books. And the only reason that I revised this is because I could not resist the temptation to go, nah, 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 nah. When I came out with menopausal years, I was basically the only person in the world saying, don't take hormones. I mean, really, I was. Dr. Christian Northrup was saying take bioidentical hormones, which are real trash. Did you get a lot of shit? Did I get a lot of shit? Holy smoke, (laughs) aronies, right? That I was killing women, that any woman who listened to me was an idiot, right? And so, 10 years later, when I revised this, the studies had been done that showed that everything I said causes heart attacks, it causes breast cancer, was absolutely true. And so I could not resist the impulse to go, nah, 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 nah. Plus, I was able to include a lot of information I had wanted to include in the original book, but menopause was upon me and I had to finish. So I was able to go back and put in hairy problems, fertility after 40, interstitial cystitis, memory problems, thyroid health, fibromyalgia, restless leg, and herbs that will help women who are taking hormones. So you wrote the first one while you were going through menopause? No, just before, because I knew my mom wasn't giving me me a book about it. Okay. She gave me a book about menarche, but she wasn't going to give me a book about menopause. As a matter of fact, when I asked her about menopause, she says, I remember the day I was cleaning out the linen cupboard, and there was those things, you know, and I hadn't used them, so I threw them away. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that wasn't menopause. I was at college, so I wasn't right there, but I know I would call home, and my dad would answer the phone. He said, your mom is going through something. Be kind to her. Right? Be kind to her. And I later realized that was translated as, your mom is yelling at me, don't make it worse. (laughs) 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 Okay, let's see. We started at 11 and we're supposed to be done at what time? Well, we haven't. We have uh, gone over a little bit. But I do want to end by saying that um, dear friends of mine in Oregon, are um, working with um, cannabis to create high CBD plants. And we are having no problem of any kind mailing high CBD tinctures all over the country, so long as it's not labeled cannabis, right? So this one's called compassion. Sometimes we put marjoram on it. All right. And there I have not found anything that will push back on chronic pain like a high CBD tincture and this can be used in minute drops there is no THC in here this does not do anything at all to your mind it is not psychoactive it works with the innate cannabinoid receptors already in your body those of you who saw the movie last night what a movie right where we were told that basically the cannabinoid receptors are necessary for life 
that when they knock them out in mice, the mice die. So this is working with a natural pain-relieving ability of your body, and it works at terrifically low doses. I gave a woman who was with us in Costa Rica who had had severe back pain. She was using a cane for over 15 years, one three-drop dose of high CBD tincture, and she forgot her cane. Where are you wow. doing that? Who is that? Is that for sale here? <laughs> <laughs> I do not think that New Hampshire They're has. Waiting in the bushes. Right, 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 right. So you need to find somebody. The Oregon is where the primary work is being done on high CBD, but you could also go to Colorado. And uh, once you connect, you can buy it. You can buy it. You can buy high C B D C, and then the letter before it B. And then the letter after it, D. CBD. It's not THC. It's CBD. And you can get high CBD tinctures or take a little journey to Colorado or Oregon, Washington or California where it's really easily available. So many questions. It's wonderful. I'm so happy to see all these questions. I do a show every Tuesday night, which is a call-in show. It's completely free. You call in and I will answer your questions to the best of my ability. The show starts at 7. 30. I answer questions up until 9 o'clock from 9 to 9.30. It's a two-hour show. 7.30. I live in Woodstock, New York, East Coast, right? So uh, from 9 to 9.30, I interview an herbalist or somebody doing something. Last week's interview was Mary Pat Palmer. Fantastic. She is so great, and her story is just stunning. Lovely. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. So, So I'm sorry we have already gone over and I don't want to keep you too late. <laughs>